Dad Mods Media Machine presents The Brews with the Dudes Podcast. Well, it's originally a Bob Seger song, and then Metallica covered it. Yeah, and did a really good job. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. I'm not a big Metallica fan, but that's not a bad no, song. No, I yeah, I I don't actually remember the lyrics super well, but it's one of those songs that I've heard like a million times in my childhood. And even though you've heard it a million times, it just, in, at least in my stupid brain, it just kind of dissipates. It goes away. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I've, I've heard it a bunch because it was always on the radio. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, it never stuck. It just, yeah, pop, it just well, popped up like, oh, yeah, this song. How many Bob Seger songs did that where it's like they... I don't know enough Bob Seger to have an answer to that question. Right. <laughs> Bob Seger was decent stuff. I mean, it was, it was decent. It wasn't like hard rock or anything, but it was just like kind of American rock. I have a feeling Bob Seger, if I heard his songs, I'd be like, oh, I know this. Totally. Yeah. Well, obviously, like, turn the page. There'd be like you know 10 that songs that I know. Um, like a rock. You know, what was that? Like the Chevy commercials for the oh, longest time? like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Strong as I could be, like a rock. <laughs> Why does it Nothing w- ever gets to me. I don't know if those See, are the words. Like a cock. Wayne Johnson what? had a perfect opportunity. Dwayne Johnson? No, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. I said Wayne Johnson. Wayne. <laughs> du- is Wayne Johnson <laughs> it's his little the Rock's bro- like, scrawny, meth-addicted little brother? <laughs> little brother. The one who doesn't hustle? No, no. Wayne, Wayne Johnson, he fishes. And he's obese. <laughs> Loves his bush light. Yeah, like his favorite thing in the world is like getting new tackle boxes. <laughs> Picking out a new pair of Crocs for the summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's perfect. So he's a Croc wearing tackle box uh, enthusiast. Bush light fan. Bush light drinking. Um, There's going to be one last little like layer to this onion. Um, he drives a ranchero. He drives a ranchero. <laughs> there it is. He's not quite into the El Camino. It's the too mainstream yeah. for him. Well, exactly. Exactly. There it is. There's <laughs> Wayne the Cock Johnson. <laughs> but he's really hung. And Dwayne is... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, muscular. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Brews with the Dudes podcast. I am Jake Lindquist. I am Donnie Allen. This is your favorite podcast that you didn't know about. Exactly. So thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> kick back, open up a cold one. Not too many because we don't support alcoholism, but uh, we don't. Not publicly. I mean, we drink beer every <laughs> single week. <laughs> On the podcast, we don't support like um, decisions that are going to like leave you with uh, cirrhosis. So, so, is, so don't overdo it. So, is this the full pronunciation of Jay Z? Yeah, Juice Z. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've got a uh, Lift Bridge Brewing Company Juice Z Northeast IPA. It Wha- is lovely. I have to ask, why is Godzilla fucking ripped on this can? Like this Godzilla works out, man. Uh, because he's been drinking Juice Z. <laughs> yeah, this Godzilla looks pissed and like could completely destroy a city in like 30 seconds. Well, he's on testosterone replacement therapy. Oh, uh, okay. TRT. <laughs> oh, that's wow. a beer, man. Yeah, that makes a lot of noise. It does this, make this, a lot this of noise. Echoes, or this mic's actually picking up a lot tonight. Yeah, that one's pretty sensitive. Ooh, that's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like the little dude hanging the out of the uh, the cable car. They're like, yeah, there's this bad monster, and he literally <laughs> kills people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we have named our beer after it. Uh, no, that's that is an excellent beer. It's um, it's, mm, it's no really surprise good. if you've been watching the podcast for the last six months. Uh, we've kind of moved on to like juicy, hazy IPAs for <laughs> most of them. And I I know I know that you would prefer to fit in a couple of like. 
heavier I'm, beers. I'm okay with that um, because mm-hmm. it, we've transitioned into like the warmer months with yeah. it. And that, and in the summertime, I am. I'm drinking a lot more hazy IPAs like uh, War Pigs or um, Blue Moon, Honey Wise, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So not having a stout when it's 85 degrees outside is it's okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. Perfectly fine with that. Well, and I've really been thinking about putting a mini frizz, fridge over here, just like something that can tuck in here or maybe even on that side. So, so we just have a, a massive cleaning. selection of what we want? Yeah, just like there's if there's leftovers, they don't leave the garage, so they just stay in the fridge, That's and that idea. way, like maybe once a month or um, every four or five weeks, whatever it'd be, it'd have to be over five or four weeks. We have like a leftover um, beer? Yeah, we just have a night where we just it's it's uh, homie's choice, and you just reach in there and that. grab a beer, and wow, you go all, like, "This is what I'm going to talk about." There's a bunch of grain belt in there. I, I don't remember <laughs> buying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll figure something like that out. And and this stall in the garage has to slowly evolve a little bit as well because we, I mean, yeah, the colder months are. It's only a couple like three months away, and we'll yeah. actually have to have heaters on and stuff again. Yeah, we'll be out here in winter jackets and hats and yeah. snow pants. <laughs> At which point, like, we might be moving to a different spot. You know, we might just have to. Yeah, and I I can always talk to the wife. We can move into the movie room if need be. Um, yeah. And the last time though, she's like, "You're really loud." I'm like, or we can rent an office space in town. I'm okay with that. If we can find somebody that's got a little spot that we can occupy, chill, chill enough too. And it's like, "Oh yeah, you can come and go as you please. Alcohol is okay on the property." Yeah, that's always the tricky part. <laughs> we're gonna have guests, and we're gonna be drinking beer because <laughs> that is a necessity. Yeah. Maybe I should see if that law office down the road is because I mean nobody in their right mind is gonna fuck up stuff at a law office. That's true. We're know. not gonna drink and drive from the law office. <laughs> no. And if we do, like maybe they can cut us a deal. Yeah, maybe that's true. That's like, there we go. That that'd be funny. We, we we go to do bills, and you're like, "Why did our rent go up four hundred dollars last month?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Um, well, well, buddy, <laughs> see that stoplight? Yeah, <laughs> I did not realize it was a stoplight. I blew right through it, <laughs> and then the red and blues were behind me. <laughs> I earned that shit." All right, boys. So we got to talk a little bit about Power Cruise USA. Yeah, man, and. uh the reception afterwards yeah so we've only released two videos from all the footage that we've shot and it's been loved a lot it's been loved yeah like the the full burnout video didn't get quite as much love because i think a lot of people were like stoked to see kyle's insane burnout and i gave them a video specifically on that that and excuse me the original burnout video is an hour long Right, which I I need to get those chapters finished up and yeah that's gonna help a lot i think that'll help a lot and then it's it's just a lot i mean Mm-hmm. That that's a lot of burnout. <laughs> it's a lot of video to watch, yeah. And if you're one of the people, you got to try and like fast forward through it and figure out your spots. So I don't know. We'll we'll organize that. We'll see how it goes. I'll I'll actually add the names, the description, stuff like that. So we'll we'll try that. See if that brings in a couple more views. It's gonna be better for the people who are in the burnout video. Too, oh yeah, so then they can the, tell their friends like, oh, watch this. I'm at four minutes and thirty seven seconds. Yeah, or you can literally timestamp it too. Like oh, yeah, you like can um you can like take and make a link with a certain start time in it too. That's, That's kind idea. of how it works. So like. You can, um, if you ever, uh, you'd see in the electrical video, which I did the whole chapters thing on, if you go into the description, it's actually links that you click on and those links take you straight to it. That's Um, super smooth. So you can copy the link address for one of those timestamps and then just 
paste that into whatever you're sending to somebody. Yeah, just just don't be a troll and have every single link go to like our Etsy page. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's not really how links work, but oh. uh, well, they would oh, know. I guess it's not URL it, because like it, it. I mean, I guess you can change like the language of the URL. Did we get another fucking bug that came in? I think it's just one of our fans. Yeah, that's terrible. We got to deal with that. God damn it. I'm not sure <laughs> he's in. It does sound like he's in here. He's in here. He's totally in here. Fucking bugs. Crickets. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. After a short word from our sponsor. Is that the one I killed? Do you have a zombie cricket? Bro. That might be the one that you, uh, you smushed. Unless, they're just like slowly dying. Or unless you killed like Papa Cricket, now Mama Cricket found him and just freaked oh. the fuck out. Jesus. Sorry buddy, but you gotta fuck off. Hey, do you want this? Oh. Got you, fucker. Arr. Did you smush him again? There's literally a second. Which makes me really sad because you know what that means. That was right in front of Mama and Papa Cricket? Nah, oh, dude, that was, that was like the fucking rescue mission. <laughs> they were reconning. Like, oh yeah, shit, dude. where Jim go? Send in Bob. I know Bob can get him out. Oh no, they got Bob! You just destroyed the, uh, the equivalent of SWAT in the Cricket world. <laughs> oh, dude, this is like saving, saving Private Ryan or something. Like, saving Private Cricket. <laughs> They're like sending in the... The only two famous movies I can think of is uh, Gemini and then uh, the one in, Mush or in uh, Mulan. I love that you're trying to think of famous crickets. And I can name two of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, can get, I can get two famous crickets. Yeah. Trying to think of famous crickets. Alright. Sorry about the... Uh, hey guys, we are back. Um, I'm not even going to edit that out because <laughs> you guys get the audio of me killing a poor cricket. Hey, do you feel bad when you kill bugs? I feel confused. Yeah, I have very mixed feelings on it. It's fucking weird. It is weird. because Not mosquitoes. I don't give a fuck yeah, about mosquitoes. First off, mosquitoes and big spiders. Hornets, wasps. Hornets, wasps, they can fuck off. Um, we do not fuck with bees. Yeah. And I've tried to explain that to my kids. Because if oh, it's a bee, it's going to sting me. I'm like, no, no, no. Bees are cool. Bees don't give a shit about you. Yeah, exactly. All they care about is honey. Yep, but wasps and hornets will hunt your ass down. Oh yeah, they're so, yeah, well, so fuck those guys. They'll they'll attack you for no reason. Like you didn't provoke anything. They'll just go like, mm, it's the end of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna sting you. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> I don't like your shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I feel bad because we we don't know what they're thinking. You know, it's an animal. I don't think they think. I don't think they think either. But I'm like, hoping they don't think. It's one of those things. Exactly. Like, do insects have consciousness? Exactly. If they do, goddamn. Yeah, we're like we're, we're just monsters. I'm gonna feel real bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we we just don't know. So it's just it's just a really weird feeling because you're. I don't know. Maybe that cricket. Maybe that was a, a you know brother sister mom and dad mm -hmm. part of the same clan. Like it's odd that there's a second. Yeah. That's what creeps me out is like there's the dead one and then like an inch and a half away there was another one staring at it, cricketing at it. Yeah. Which so, I got I go over there and I go, ah, crunch. <laughs> so like, damn dude. Who knows? Um, what are the names of the guys from um Top Gear? Oh, um James May, Richard Hammond, and Jeremy Clarkson. Did I say Top Gear or Top Gun? You said Top Gear. 
Oh, I meant to say Top Gun. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go to Lethal Weapon. Uh, it's Riggs and Murtaugh. Like oh, I I just Top killed Riggs, Goose and Maverick. Goose and Maverick. There we go. So you know Maverick's heading back in to rescue Goose, and I fucking smashed <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry. There's not gonna be a sequel to this movie. No, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. So, uh, Power Cruise. Yes. Um, pretty awesome. Yeah. No follow up. No, no crickets. No. No crickets. Nah, there was crickets there. I definitely heard some crickets. There were some crickets. I, there were fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, those crickets weren't happy. Um, well, they were yeah. probably pretty tormented by all the rotaries. But, yeah, by the two-step and <laughs> shenanigans going on all weekend long. Yup. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I like to think that the event was pretty wild. Um, it, there was, it was uh, very wild. It, a little more shenanigans than there should have been from what I, we've heard. Yeah, I've heard some people doing burnouts that shouldn't have been doing burnouts in certain mm -hmm. areas and just staff having a a hard time and all that which yeah. is unfortunate because they're short short staffed yeah and we won't divulge a whole lot of the info that we know about it but yeah. um i but mean for those that are listening and do attend power cruise uh just really have it in the back of your mind that like this event is not guaranteed yeah, and your, your actions affect everybody oh yeah like it it would not be out of the question that if there's a dozen people being total assholes at a time when it's incredibly understaffed and they literally can't kick you out. The event might not happen mm -hmm. because you won't have volunteers. And if you don't have volunteers, you don't have the manpower for the event. And well, and the thing is, is they've done one, one of these in Texas now, mm -hmm. which tells me that Brainerd's not a special place. Oh, it's, um, it is. And it isn't the reason that Texas didn't work out is, uh, they just didn't have the attendees. Really? Yeah, they had really poor turnout, apparently. I take that back, then. Yeah, and then they, they did it up at Brainerd in the first year. They had, like, 300-plus or something like that, which doubled what was in... In Texas? Texas, or something like It was something oh, no to shit. that effect okay. where it was, like, um, Never mind. Minnesota was turning I, out I didn't realize, better droves. I didn't realize they did Texas so early on. I thought yeah, was Texas was, like, or, like, a couple years ago. Like, they tried to add it on at some... It might have been... Texas might have been the very first place that they tried to do it at. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like... If they could try it again, you know they'd have a bigger turnout. Oh, yeah. It's just I don't know that they would meet what Minnesota turns out because holy shit. I think Minnesota, like what helps our turnout, turnout is every the fact, time. Yeah. I think what helps our turnout is the fact that our car season is so short. Mm. And they're like, here's a crazy weekend of cars. Yeah. And everyone's like, yes. Versus Texas, like they could almost race all year round with the exception of like a month and yeah. a half well they do uh in like texas 2k is a big event down there like i guess if you're far enough south in texas power cruise um would probably be like popular down there but it wouldn't be popular in the same way that it is in brainerd um you know like if you think about the events that they have i mean they have like rolling or they have like standing mile race or half mile races maybe they're mile now um, th that's where Koi Christmas does like those crazy top speed oh, yeah, that's right. races or like and the half mile or whatever, where they're hitting they're 200 mile. miles an hour or something insane like that. Um, so all that shit already happens in Texas. So I think it's one of those deals where it's like, there's just so many amazing events that already happened down there that maybe power cruise just doesn't have the turnout because it's up against all of these I other events. That. I can definitely see that. Um, there's also something really special about Brainerd because the, um, and this is what I had heard from Gup is that he, he thinks that um, Minnesota is really special in the way that what we allow to happen at this really old school track. Brainerd's really special. There are not a, like they might be, Brainerd might be the only or one of the only tracks in the country 
that is built the way that it is. It is it doesn't have massive tires stacked on every single corner. It you know, it doesn't have like the big tire barricades. No. What it has is like field. So it's like it's got these huge wide open spaces on the outside of some of the turns. Um, and then it has camping in the middle of the track. That doesn't happen in other tracks. Like mm -mm. they're like one of the only ones that's like that. So it's cool because in the middle of power cruise, the, the whole day you're surrounded by this cacophony of horsepower and it's incredible. It makes for such a neat feel. It's, it makes it feel like its own little community. And Brainerd lets the circus that is nightlife there happen. That's true. They're all about it. That's half the appeal of going there. Well, every so. time, because every time we go and we're at Walmart getting food or the liquor store or whatever, it's like the, even the employees that are working there that clearly live in the city realize, like, oh, you're here for Power Cruise. Yeah. And we get it. Yeah, exactly. Like, we went to go buy beer and the guy, the guy checked us out. He's like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, yep. you know what's up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and uh, um, like uh, the pallet fire, the the that's really special. God like damn. it's uh, I don't know, sixty feet of flames of pallet so, fire. If you don't know the, what the pallet fire is, it's exactly like it sounds. It's mm -hmm. a fire pallet or pallets on fire. A fire pallets on fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they measured from the ground to the bottom of the awning at the entrance, and they got it within I think three or four inches. He knows. <laughs> If his PSI is right in the trailer tires, how many pallets he can stack up before he'd hit that awning. And he just loads up That's a car awesome. trailer. <laughs> so he, he probably brings, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 pallets. Yeah. And just roasts them the entire weekend. Yeah, I wonder how many is actually on there. It's a lot. It's a ton. It's a lot. And there's multiple vehicles. That's the one that gets hauled in with the most pallets. Yeah. But then there's always like a couple more trucks that have some in the back of them too. It's like, fucking so, nuts. So, so what, for something like that, so the day after power cruise, do you just swing by businesses and be like, oh, you don't need your pallets? I'll take two of them. <laughs> if you just slowly stockpile um, over the I'd guess that it's somebody with a good chunk of land and maybe he's got a trailer that he just doesn't use. So he stacks them. Well and just leaves be. them on there the whole fucking year and just keeps adding to it. It's like and then that right, maybe owns a business. Uh, that could be too. Maybe he, he owns or so works he at a shipping company. Yeah. Yeah. It could be something like that. Uh, warehousing or something. Works for Amazon. Just uh, stacks them up in the back until yeah. it's, you know, the height of the building. And then they haul them over to Brainerd. <laughs> hey, what's that red line on the side of the building for? Oh, that's, uh, that's for Brainerd. You don't even yeah. know that. <laughs> I wonder what they have to do for a cleanup afterwards. If they just leave it for Brainerd to deal with, or, or they, if they, they have, have to scoop up the ashes. Well, and on top of that, you know, those are held together with nails. So if you burn a hundred pallets, a you in theory have like, I don't know, a couple thousand nails that are just hanging I, out there. I will say this. Every year I've walked over to that fire, that campsite's never been trashed. So no. I'm going to assume they scoop, they scoop out the remains and put them in the trash or at least pick up the nails and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. I, 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 I would I guess. totally see that they, they do that. Cause I have a feeling Brainerd would have shut that down. If they were leaving yeah. Mess. They probably would have talked to him and maybe that happened at one point. Maybe they were just Very like, well Hey have. guys, like you're leaving too big, too big of a mess. Yeah, we, is... we love the fire, but clean up after yourself. Yeah, Like these are pop tires waiting to happen. And we can't have that at a racetrack where tires is kind of an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brainerd is just really special. It's, it's a really special place. And, uh, you know, I think that's why Power Cruise uh, happens there, and it's been going on for, is this the 12th year? Ninth, uh, I think. No. No, no it's we're not double digits. Yeah. It's, it's either the 11th or the 12th. 
I remember hearing a couple people doing the burnout comp say they've been here for nine years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe, maybe it is twelve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely eleven or twelve. Uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty wild. But the thing is, is it's never guaranteed. So yeah, if, I mean, registration happened like two months ago, three months ago. Yeah, like the pandemic's almost killed it. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, like let's just let's hope um, that some of the shenanigans that happened at this last one aren't going to be a problem for scheduling another. I, I don't think they will be. Um, I mean, I, mean the, I can't imagine the Australians care that much, but... I don't think it's the Australians. I think it's Brainerd itself that would care. It's the volunteers. It's uh, it's BIR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. no, the, the Australians, part, they've said before, part of the reason they love it is just the shit show that it is. Oh, right. Well, so, so do you follow the Power Cruise uh, pages? Yeah, so there's the Power Cruise group, and then there's just Power Cruise. Mm-hmm. And do you are you friends with Gup on Facebook? I am not friends with Gup. Okay, I did so, not know Gup had a friend, uh, Facebook. Yeah, so uh, Gup is the the brains behind the very first Power Cruise that ever happened, and he uh, that's that's just his jam. It's not his primary job, which is pretty badass. Which is because amazing. On because top of it, he runs. A dozen of these power cruises throughout the year in Australia, yeah. plus the one in the U.S. And they, they make enough profit to usually bring like four or five cars from Australia mm-hmm. to Brainerd, which can't be cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their goal. I mean, they've only done it a couple of times, I think. But that's kind of the goal is to bring something over. I thought they did when I saw that Holden Ute. I, same here. That was but that was cool. actually imported. Yeah. I don't know how. So badass. They're saying that there's a VIN swap thing that they do there's some fuckery where you can legally title those things as a g8 because it's like the same chassis i was gonna say so how does that work because it's it's a gm product i'm pretty sure it is a g8 so you can title those fuckers as a g8 now it's got me curious on how expensive it is to get one stateside uh i mean we could ask some questions i mean we know the people to ask yeah, look into that mm-hmm. i would love to, i would daily the crap out of you i mean i think you should expect to spend 30 yeah. maybe more because it's not probably a, more than that it's not a cheap vehicle to start with but yeah, I w- they made an ss version i i would say 50 i think 50, you think so i, think I don't know that you spend that much between but. the purchase and getting it here and then reventing it and all that i'm gonna say 50 yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. It's going to be a big pain in the dick, but it'd be fun to look into. It'd be sweet as hell. <laughs> to literally have a ute. Until the states change their rules on it, and then all of a sudden you're shit out of luck. Two years go by, and... Yeah. And then you're waiting, like, 20 more so that the thing God. can age to the right amount, and by that point, electric cars will be... Either that, or, <laughs> or they change their policies, and they legally allow it to be sold in the United States the following year, and you get them for, like, half the price I spent. <laughs> Son of a bitch. They're trying to, trying to resell it and be like, oh, but this is rare, because this is the model before they made them legal, yeah. so it's worth the 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the R34s, the ones that came in as illegally, and now there's a handful of... There's one at Power Cruise. Yeah, like, you can... I can't believe it. Realistically, a, obtain another R thirty four. I don't know what they do to get their hands on it. If they're like the Motorex cars that have like kind of slid under the radar. Maybe if you got enough money, you can get away with having those. Yeah. But it's it's not a like poor man's game. It's not something you and I can afford. I mean, back in the day when Motorex was selling them, they weren't that insanely expensive. We were talking like fifty G's. I thought I had heard. Isn't that bad for an R thirty four? Yeah, for an R thirty four ten years ago, not bad, dude. I'd spend that in a heartbeat. Um, but you know, money was very different back then. Demand was very different. It's true. I don't know. 
And then that could have also been a person that was full of shit that was telling me that. Maybe it was six digits. Uh, I don't know. It is metal X. <laughs> so it's um yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, so you know, power cruise is a blast and uh it's even if you're not into cars, you should come up for a day and just experience it. It's cause it's, it's like right. nothing else. There's nothing else in life like power cruise. No, there really isn't. There's no well okay, so I, I throughout the weekend I thought to myself, I had a handful of times where I was just kind of like, oh, this is what life would look like if dudes ran everything. And I, <laughs> I know, like, any woman's like, oh, glass ceiling, like, uh, men already run everything. No, no, they really don't. Like, yes, um, there's a lot of men in a lot of powerful positions and stuff like that, but it is not a fe- mostly femaleless world. Like, the world is a little more softened. When you go to Power Cruise, you get a sense oh, of what God. Car Guy's world would look like. It, and it, honestly, it's a fucking blast. It is, but I don't want the world to be that way. But it is not clean. No, I mean. <laughs> it is not good smelling. We're, we're talking porta potties that if you dropped your phone into them, you could just reach down and pick it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. You would not You would never want to like, because you're going to you, get you so use, many diseases. You use but. hand sanitizer and you're like. This ain't doing shit. This isn't enough. I need water <laughs> and soap and pumice. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's funny because it's it's such a, um, it's incredible that it works. Yeah. Because it is a bunch of meatheads. We're all fucking meatheads. We're all like grunty. Like we love the sound of these loud motors. And mm-hmm. this it's a bunch of like men's men running around with like these cool cars. Mostly men's men, and then a lot. Actually, a lot of women. That also have kind of a badass side to them. A little bit. I because they're a part of it. You I, know? I did get a chuckle. So we're we're out on the track. Um I, I can't remember who the hell I was riding with. But I look over and this guy is well, what was he in? A G eight? He's either a G eight or a Mustang. Mm-hmm. And this is a quick card. Like he he was making some power. And he's going around the track and I look over and his girlfriend's in the car doing this. Like, she was texting somebody. How are you playing on your phone while you're on a racetrack? Like, just she might have been texting the guy that they just passed. Maybe, but like, she just looked like she looked like, like she was sitting slow. on her couch listening to a podcast in the background or something. Yeah, just super chill. Well, like, she was probably listening to us. <laughs> clearly, yeah, yeah. she was she was texting her mom like, "Yo, you gotta check these guys out." Yeah, the, these cool. guys are great. I mean, they're basically your age. Well, the one is and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh, i don't know like so you get a couple of them but for the most part i mean like i saw some chicks with some fucking fast cars there was there was two girls kyle's cruising. girlfriend or wife I, I don't know them well enough to know their situation but she's the the uh darker hair with the the red streaks in it and no um, when uh, he was doing his crazy burnouts she's the one who ran up at the end of it and said oh, sorry yeah. not sorry yeah um she, I think, has a Colorado. She's got the clapped out Colorado oh, shit. that is like an LS turbo that's out there just hurting feelings. There was that, uh, it was a, there's a new Beetle that was out there that was turboed. It was yellow, oh, yeah, yellow and red. Yeah, it had like kind of old school wheel and tire yeah, look yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. That thing, first of all, that thing was quick as hell. Yeah, it was uh, very it, fast. It pulled on the uh, the Falcon I, I rode in. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so you guys she, lined up. He, he's like, she's really quick. And then we got on a straight and she pulled on us. And she just smiled and she just ripped it through the gears. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. And I had the camera. Oh, I love so it. So I I kinda got that impression. Or just like she gave me that look of like, ah, boy, he's in their cameras, like recording all this. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 like just, annoyed. Yeah, just kinda looked at me like, look at those fucking idiots. That's amazing. <laughs> oh god, it's, I just 
This event is so badass. It is. And it, again, mm -hmm. everybody should experience once. My my wife went one time and she's never been on a racetrack before in her life. And even she had fun. Yeah. You know, she she got she ended the day with like, I wouldn't want to be here all weekend. Mm. But I had a lot of fun for the day I was here. Yeah, man. But like trying it's... to explain the burnout competition to her, it's like, what's the goal? Like, what's the goal? Like blow the tires up and make a lot of noise and smoke. Yeah, that's it's, the goal. It's pretty. I mean, it's kind of dumb. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very dumb. It's very caveman. You know, um, and I can own that. But uh, it's I don't know. There's just there's some. It's just such a display of power. Yeah. You know, and and you look at the guys who who own it every single year. It's it's you know. Well, we always got to point out Kyle because. Nobody comes close, no, but not even close. that that brand new Corvette, the C7. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't brand new. It was an older model. Yeah, it, it was, was a older model. It was a 2016. <laughs> like, I just shredded the tires on it. Yeah, I know that was okay, it was so. pretty wild. <laughs> Got a little bit of a delay here. Yeah, it's um, I don't know, man. It's so much fun though. It's it's organized chaos. And even, like I said, even if you don't have a car, you're not into cars, go out there. You can buy a spectator's pass for like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is if you get a spectator's pass and you're over the age of 14, I believe it is, you can just hop in with anybody and go around the track. You can't drive, but they'll let you be a passenger. Oh, yeah, that's super cool. I mean, I guess that makes sense. They probably want you to be like a certain size, weight, yeah. height. Hold your head up. <laughs> can you handle the impact of a fast car? Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, can you come and do get, an abrupt stop? Or, or get tossed in the seat the or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, I, I suppose you got to factor like, I mean, just it, it's hard on the body. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you're just sliding around the oh, seat a little bit from okay. corners. And... Uh, speaking of hard on the body. So you I have a colonoscopy or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that that's not hard on the body. Uh, I'd say like hard. a uh, lobotomy would be hard on the body. <laughs> no, um, so it, I don't. It, it wasn't on the track the whole weekend because he was just trying to get it set up and get it there and all that stuff. But so Zach Johnson is my cousin. Um, I remember when he was you know knee high to a grasshopper. Like we were super close. We every single weekend he was he was up at the cabin where I lived, up in that area. Um, long story short, uh, total car nut, even more of a car nut than I am, I think. Yeah, uh, I'd say that's safe. He, so Zach's, uh, Zach's been building shit for ages, and he built Nissans for the longest time. Um, you know, big power SRs. He, I think, played around with like a, I think he might have LS swapped one. Um, but so after the Nissans, he picked up an FD RX7. That I want to say it already had the LS swap, or it was just like a rolling chassis, and he LS swapped it, which you know makes sense. Sacrilege <laughs> in the Mazda community, but yeah, um, what if for the people who who shit talk doing that um, clearly have never ridden in an LS swapped FDRX7 because Jesus Christ, these cars are rockets. So I I have not rode in one yet. I've always wanted to ride in his, and something always happens. Mm. Either there's not enough time or it breaks or something dumb. You will, um, it will break your concept of speed. I want to experience that. Like, so I've, I've experienced every incarnation of this, this car. So Zach is one of those people who is like, he's shooting for the moon. He's one of those types who's just like, 
He's he's a carefree guy. He's a very carefree dude. So he's not just like trying to flex muscles all the time. Um, it's more of a fun, like laughing, have a great time yeah. kind of personality. See how far he can push it. So he's he's not it. like doing a dick measuring competition. Um, but so he started off with just an LS swapped car, and then I think he like did a high compression build on it. Um, and at that point, he was just slaughtering at the autocross. So like just won everything at the autocross. Um, did really good at um, Brainerd with power crews and stuff. He was doing burnout competitions with it. It was a really wild couple of years where him and uh, Kevin, who had a, a really high horsepower, uh, was it Evo 9? Yes. Um, and he used to do like the drifting and the burnout yeah, competitions and stuff. He beat the fucking shit. It was so fun to watch, too, because you're just like, this guy's out of his mind fun. Um, but so anyway, then Zach uh, decided to do an LSA swap in the thing. Or, well, LSA supercharger in it. Didn't he do that because he lost to, like, a diesel pickup one yeah. year? So he's out of, <laughs> he's out of power cruise, and he, uh, he loses to something. Like, uh, yeah, it was like a, a pickup or something like that. It was not a slow pickup, though, which is the important, the key thing here. A very, very fast pickup. And so he's like, fuck it, I'm throwing a supercharger on this thing. So he does an LSA build, which is tiptoeing in the 700 horsepower mark. And I rode in that thing. And, and in the uh, 2019 Power Cruise video that you can watch on the Dad Mods channel, um, he's driving in one point. And it's, it's when I'm riding in the car. So if you look at the Power Cruise highlight video... It's the only time that I'm riding in the car, and you'll you'll hear it, and you get a sense of how much the camera gets kicked back with me, um, how violent this car was back then. And I, at that point, that was my perspective. That was sort of my, um, uh, sort of like the the new plateau of like, okay, this is the fastest feeling thing I've ever ridden in. It was terrifyingly quick, and it was downright violent to ride in. It hurt. Like, when he hammered on that thing, the way it threw you back, you're like, oh, my God. Um, that wasn't shit compared to this year. So, Zach oh, decided to go even bigger because he wants to play with the big boys. He wanted, like, apparently that wasn't fast enough. You know, I don't know. Things got to be a nine-second Yeah, he car. wants to chase the Lamborghinis and Not that fast enough. So, he does a massive single turbo build on it. And I am talking fucking eating babies size turbo on this thing which um you guys again you're once these videos start coming you'll out see you'll it. see um, by the time this podcast is out you might see a little bit more on this thing um we still have to try and film a little bit more of it but we'll throw it in the highlights at least because zach was having some tuning issues he was having tuning issues and it was still the scariest ride i've ever been in it's only over 800 horse now in that thing Oh, it's got to be way over that. He's aiming for over a thousand. Jesus Christ! And and a car that weighs nothing. So it's so fast. And as a passenger who's also holding a camera at the time and trying to like film and just not, you know, drop the camera or whatever, it was hard to like see. It, it was it was so fast when he got on this thing that it was like I felt like it was kind of hard to focus on things. <laughs> it was just like. Because it hits you, like, once that boost kicked on, it was such a ride. I've never felt anything like that. And I rode in Ryan Merritt's nine-second uh, tiptoeing on the eight-second uh, Camaro. And this thing felt faster. And it felt faster. It Damn. felt more violent. And now, granted, um, Ryan's car was not on the track. Ryan's car was on the street when he got on it. And it was, it was fun. It was really, really fast. Zach's car felt 
crazy. And he did. He wound it out, and we we went all the way. Like we got a couple of good passes, one under the bridge, and then one in the straight section. Um, I couldn't tell. Like I don't think he's got a speedo on the thing. I think it's like on a Terminator X or Dominator or whatever uh, ECU that he's got. Um, but I, you know, we rode with Kang, and he had what a hundred and. 30 120 uh no i saw 145 at one point in time. 145 we were going way faster than that jesus Christ. way so faster you, you than may that. have hit 200 no no, no not quite 200 no no like no. 180 I, I would guess it was like 160s or something like that but no, it was I'd, faster it was I'd, it was a lot faster than kang's car maybe i don't know i mean maybe I, I guess i could ask him what he thinks that he was hitting in that uh that might be the fastest i've ever gone then because to, 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 to have everything around you kind of blur <laughs> out You'd think you'd be like 175 plus. Maybe. I'll ask him. I, I mean, I'll ask him. I'll go report back. Yeah, that would be interesting. It was... Because, uh, yeah, King's car was a lot of fun. Oh, and that's man. one of the fastest cars I've been Dude, in. talk about what a surprise. The car, you wouldn't think is that quick. You really wouldn't. And then you ride it and you're like, this thing snorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so much so fun. It is a B5S4. So the B5 generation is like... 1999 and a half back to was it 94? No, no, it's nope. 99 and a half is it? No, there was a, a facelift or something that happened in there, but 2002, 2001, or somewhere in there. Anyway, it's a right. it's an A4 S4, the same chassis um, from like the 1996 until I think it was yeah 2001, I think, I think 2002. It's 2002, something like that. Window, um, and so they were great cars for the time. Well, really he, great cars. So this thing's what twin turboed. So from Cur the factory, currently. the S4 is a V6 with uh, twin TDO3s, and that doesn't have TDO3s on it. It definitely does not have TDO3s. No. And I, he, so so this thing he's guesstimating makes about 600 horse, maybe a little bit north yeah. of that. And he was talking about how he wants to do a big single turbo on it. Yeah. And you actually put it on top of the engine. Like, you cut out part of the firewall, and you kind of just tuck it on top of everything. So, for those that aren't familiar with the B5 chassis, when you pop open the hood, it kind of trips you out because toward the firewall, you look at it and you go, Jesus Christ, the firewall is, like, close to the engine. It's, like, really far out from the back of the hood. <clears throat> what that actually is, is you've got the... Um, are you going to slaughter an entire family of crickets tonight? Is another one back? What the fuck? It might have came in from the other door, though. Because the door's closed. Our main door is closed. Maybe. Or there's a family of crickets that live in here, and you're like, I'm just going to kill I'm all of them. slowly murdering the whole family. <laughs> That's dark. There's going to be a, cr <laughs> a, a, a cricket Netflix documentary on the slaughter of... Uh, that's horrific. August 11th or 12th, whatever today's date is. 12th. 12th. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So Kang's car, um, it, what he's talking about upgrading to is like, um, basically what you're doing is you are merging both collectors into one massive single that runs up on the backside of the engine. And you actually cut out this section so there's like a they call it like the rain tray and that's where the battery goes and there's a fuse block in there and i think the cabin air filter and stuff and the turbo you actually end up notching it um or in the case of the thousand wheel horse version that was there um you cut it out completely and there's a gigantic turbo that sits on the back side of it yeah and it 
yeah, you can make a thousand horse apparently pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, the funny thing is, is it's a good looking car, but it does not look that violent. No, you don't expect it to move the way that and it does. We had three grown ass men in that car, and it just tossed you back. You just, you yeah. Just, the first time he hit boost on one of the straights, and we got tossed back, I just laughed. I'm like, that's incredible. Yeah, just like <laughs> you're so surprised. Like, yeah, that's so. Not neither one of us had a car there this year, obviously. And mm. I ended up riding in four different vehicles. And what I love about this event is all four of them just made me giggle for, oh, di- yeah. for, for different reasons. Well, and every one of them was super different. Yeah. What and, did you ride in? Uh, so I rode in King's uh, Audi, uh, Max's ni- 99 Legacy. Yeah. That, so it's a second gen Legacy. Sec- second gen Legacy that's got an LS turbo swapped in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a 61 Ford Falcon with a built inline six making like 275. Yep. And then um, I Pat's uh, five ten. Oh, that's right. With, Forget about Pat's with car. A, yeah, with a built KA and uh, built KA with a turbo. With a turbo, yeah. And goddamn, all of them just every single one of them just made me laugh my ass off for all all the right reasons. Yeah, I know, right? Like even that Falcon, just because the, the Falcon, I felt like we were back in the sixties on a, on a road course racing with everybody else because it. <laughs> It just it sounds mean mm-hmm. and it's really quick for what it is and it's a five speed. So he's slamming gears in this Falcon and we're just you got a little bit of body roll going into the corners and your ass is mm-hmm. sliding around because they're not bucket seats. You just have the lap belt on, <laughs> but then he'd get on it and it's got enough power to toss you back and it was only lap belts. Yeah, only lap belts. It's so <laughs> much fun. Awesome. It was I so mean, much it's, fun. It's dicey in an accident, but that's so funny. That's so appropriate of the era. Oh, it was just a blast. Oh, I know. I love that car so much. And actually, Jake's messaged us a couple of times, or messaged me a couple of times, just like, well, you guys fucking talked about me again in the podcast. It's just like, thanks. And he's, you know, full of praise and everything, like appreciating yeah, very, it. Very, very cool, dude. Um, and it's like, yeah, he just, he doesn't realize that that car is like, yeah, okay. So it's not one of the thousand wheel horse Ooh, whatevers, but it's a stable there. You're used to seeing this bright orange no metallic flake in it just straight orange uh, 62 falcon that's out there just like ripping around doing his thing having a grand old time and yeah. it's a stable you remember that car mm-hmm. <laughs> well and the story behind that car that i didn't realize it had yeah that's how really cool he built it with with his dad and everything it's like that's just awesome it's an overall just awesome car yeah that's the best part like a car that's got a good story is the best well, we got to have Lance and Melissa on the podcast one yes. of these days because I'd l- I really body. want Lance to tell the story about his square body. So well, if you're and- following us on social media at Dad Mods, you'll see that we had posted up uh, a couple of pictures of the square body. It's that like light green metallic-y kind of color. I, so we didn't get the chance to talk to them at Power Cruise. Mm-hmm. I want to know his reaction to Power Cruise. There's their first Power Cruise, <laughs> and I have a feeling they just <laughs> fell in love. He was giggling, dude. When I That's saw him and awesome. talked to him, and like I... I just talked the event up. I was like, buddy, you have to go to this thing. And this is last year before Power Cruise when we were talking at uh, uh, Machines and Caffeine. Even when we were out in Carlton talking about it. Yeah, I just kept harassing him. I'm like, you have to go to this event. This is your event. You are this type of person. Mm -hmm. You are a, like, super laid back. Like, you just love being around cool car people, cool cars. Having some beers at night and racetrack during the day. And him and his significant other, Melissa, they're not married yet. I don't think, but I don't they'll think so. They're practically married. They've been together for ages. Um, they're both this this vein of person where it's they, like they ride they, bikes together. <laughs> they ride motorcycles together. Yeah. yeah, she's got a really nice bike. Have you seen that like mm-hmm. blue, blue, black, and white? I think if I remember correctly, 
I think it's a Harley, like a soft tail or something. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, they're good shit. They're really great people. And I'm so happy that they went there. So when I ran into them, when I'm out fil filming shit up at the starting line, and I see Lance's up there in the truck. Melissa, I think, was back at camp or something. He's taking a couple people for a ride. And when I saw him, he was like, dude, <laughs> he was like, he came running up to me and he's like, bro, when you called this thing, when you said power cruise, is like car guy Christmas. He's like, you were so right. And he was just yeah. like lit up it's and shit. Everything. That's <laughs> it's like, it is, man. It is car guy Christmas. So my personal favorite thing about power cruise is that it's, how, how do I describe it? It's. It's Walmart. Like, there's, there's fucking everything there. That, that, that makes sense, you know? Like, I don't know that's a compliment. <laughs> well, it's it's actually probably more sanitary than Walmart. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, there's, there's the Falcon. There's the square body. There's R34s. There's Lamborghinis. There were a couple of McLarens. There were yeah. Honda Civics that were making 300, no, 300 horse. Literally everything. There's mm -hmm. just, just, it's just crazy. Well, there's Charles's Civic, which is like tiptoeing on 600 horse. Yeah. And then you have Richard's Civic, which is yeah, 300. 300 horse. And he's just out there rolling four deep and just, oh, yeah. just having a blast. And he was keeping up with some motherfuckers. Yeah. It was so fun to watch that car love surprise it. Just people. I love it. I know. It's it's the best. And well, it's all roll racing, too. And people want to chuckle at, at Hondas. It, okay, if we're drag racing Hondas, they're not going to stand a chance. Yeah. But if we're doing roll racing, you kind of got to watch out for them. A 600 horsepower Civic is probably like an 800 horsepower rear wheel drive XYZ. Yeah, and probably right on that. That fucking Civic is nasty. <laughs> so much cool shit. And yeah, it's, it's the best, man. Uh, I don't know. Well, and I completely agree. And you end up with... This incredible variety of like, I saw purpose built, you know, purpose built race cars. Yeah, I the, saw there was that 911 that was a purpose built race car. Oh my god, that was the best. Yeah. Naturally aspirated, because um, I don't, I don't think it was a 911 turbo. It, I think yeah, would have looked no, a little it, bit it better. It wasn't a turbo. I think it was pre-turbo era. Um, it probably a two seven. Uh, 911, I, I'm going to guess like a 79, somewhere around there. Yeah, definitely a 70s car. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it didn't have the accordion bumpers. No. So actually, it might have been like a 76. I don't know what year this was. But it, the 77 I drove across the country was, uh, uh, it had the um, accordion okay. accordion things in it. But So yeah, this thing, I mean, it was caged. It was a track belt car. Oh my God, it was the fucking best. Yeah. And then you go around so the corner cool. and you're like, there's just a bunch of 800 horsepower Corvettes. Yeah. And then there's a <laughs> Volvo that's got, I think it was a turbo oh, God, I-5 in right. it. Like. It's that's the right. shit. I forgot about the, the Volvo. Well, and like a, a big, like a tubbed rear end, yeah. massive turbo i5. And then there's Roy. <laughs> with, Roy is with hilarious. His, with his Nova lighting um, fireworks off the back of it and just doing so smoke shows. Roy is really interesting. Um, so he is quintessential baby boomer. Like he, he is definitely like, I grew up listening to uh, Black, uh, Black Sabbath um he, you know yeah like he he probably puts on acdc before he does his big burnouts <laughs> he definitely is a like I was miller light bon, drinking bon jovi born in the usa sure i mean probably that too um he is the biggest fanboy ever of power cruise there is nobody who gets more psyched he's i mean probably he, the mascot of power cruise usa <laughs> I would say he's just, one of them yeah he, if they made a poster he would for sure be on it he would for sure be on it he's so funny he gets so psyched when he like you, you look at him and you you get a sense of his his age group 
Um, he was rolling around in like one of those like little mini choppers that had a big stretched out front end <laughs> on it, just like the 70s uh, yep. Easy Rider era. So it tells me like, okay, so his heyday was the 70s, 80s, 70s and 80s kind of thing. Um, so that'll kind of inform you of like who this this guy is. Um, big flame job on the side of his Nova. Mm. Um, I want to say it's a big what, supercharged or was it just like a high rise? <sighs> God, I'm not um, positive. I don't but, think it was supercharged. Huge scoop sticking out of the hood and everything like that. Big tire burning, super gnarly he, car. He puts on two different compounds. So he does a red and blue burnout, and then yeah. he put a smoke bomb. He's got a holder under the rear bumper. He puts a smoke bomb there. So he does red, white, and blue burnouts. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he's a celebrity. Like, yeah, yeah he so really is. It's funny. Um, so after the burnout competition, all the cars are parked in this little area on the side of the, the drag strip. And this is actually when the wedding was just kind of getting started. So I ran over there, shot a little bit of B-roll really quick in the sort of the burnout area where you always end up with a lot of carnage. And then a couple of people, those cars stayed together. Yep. Stuff leaking. Um, and-, <laughs> and I'm over there just filming cars and I, I'm hearing this dude who's just, and I think there was actually a couple dudes that just were like the energy level were at 11 and they were just hovering around Roy telling him like, dude, that was so fucking awesome. And like, um, that was like, it wasn't gnarly. What was the word? It's yeah. It was like very, um, baby boomers in the seventies, uh, days and confused kind of, uh, dialogue that they were having. But this guy was so fucking stoked for Roy. And just fanboying <laughs> over the guy, like, man, it's such a fucking pleasure to watch you do this, dude. And this, like, so complimentary. You can see Roy was just kind of like slicking hair back, just like, like oh, yeah. Thanks, man. That was, man. yeah. Like, I have a lot of fun when I do this kind of thing. Like, thanks, man. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> he, he was the fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. And I just, like, I'm, I, you know, you can't shit on it. You're just like, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Like, he's there. He's having a good time. He's a he's a huge part of the event. Yeah. Um, he might not be our generation, but I really appreciate that, dude. Exactly. He he's always comes out. He's like, I'm just going to have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm just going to do something goofy and just be a riot. And- yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go do these fucking very he um, put, like, patriotic burnouts. He put, like, a sparkler slash <laughs> fountain system in the, in the firework holder. So he's doing yeah. a burnout and just shooting sparks out. It's like, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. doing? But it was awesome because it's, so it's like only, only he would do that. Well, and the, sh- the show would miss him. Yeah. If he wasn't there, the show would miss him. <laughs> 100%. It's, it's the best, man. It's the fucking best. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Now we have to wait. Now we have to wait, dude. An it's the, it's the worst part of like the, okay, well, now we've got to start building whatever the next thing is or we've got to plan out for well, the next thing. What's weird for me is the emotion... The roller coaster of emotions mm. I've gone through the last week and a half, everything from like I'm busting my ass off to get my car done to oh shit, it's not gonna make it to holy shit, I'm at power cruise to like <laughs> oh okay, now I'm really exhausted from power cruise, but I really want to work on the car again. So you're just kind of doing this motion. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. It, can I just say, like, there is no car event that I am more okay with not having a car at than power cruise. Yeah. Well, and I'm disappointed that the shoebox didn't make it because a lot of I I didn't realize how many people actually care. We're pushing for it. There were a lot of people that were really excited for us to have our cars there and were bummed for us. Yeah. Not like disappointed in us, disappointed in the fact that it just didn't work out. That's they shit, wanted shit to happened. see them. They wanted rides, they you know all yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't stuff. get my drive shaft till today. Yeah. So literally, um, literally a week after we left for power cruise. But as far as like being 
and not being able to bring your car out when you're hustling, it it's really okay. Like it, it was a bummer, but here, here's it's the, okay. Here's the way I look at it. If I if I had the BMW there, I would not have rode in four awesome fucking cars, because I would have been in the other mode of like I want to drive my car as much as possible. Yeah. I would be like, oh, let's, yeah, sure, right in it, let's go. Yeah, and I'd be somewhere in the middle. I would have taken the Ford out there a couple of times, had a good time, just like I did in the Legacy, yeah. where it was like I did probably a dozen passes on it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I I had I'm, my fun. I'm aiming for like, let's put 200 miles on this car this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do more laps than Richard. Yeah, <laughs> Richard's the guy with the um, the EF Civic, so like the 1991 Civic. It's a B18 Turbo. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely. It, so it's... it. Because we didn't have the cars there, we got a shitload of uh, passenger seat time. Which was just good as fun. People. Just as fun. Yeah. So uh, who did again. I ride along with? I rode with... Zach. Zach. Max. Zach in his um, LS Turbo FD RX-7. Max in his... Uh, I think it's a 99 Legacy GT. This is the non-turbo second generation version. You rode with Kang. Uh, yeah, I rode with Kang. And then you got to ride with Brando. And I rode with Brando. Yeah. So, so, we, so we just got four cars. Brando has a 1941 Chevy two-door. So if you look those things up, the most old school fucking car. He, We're talking, it is an 80-year-old piece of American iron. And this car underneath it, it's a Mustang II uh, front clip or front um, steering system on it. It is a LS turbo water to air intercooled, like, um, I want to say it's a 5.3 fat, like a Gen 4 rods, like a really well equipped engine, probably making somewhere in the area of five to 600. Um, this thing is fucking wild. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Brando's car, assuming he keeps it for more than a summer, mm -hmm. it's, it's Brando. Um, and I think he will. I think he will keep this one for a while. I think. I the, hope so. I think this will be one of those cars that'll be a a staple to power cruise. I think other yeah. people will be like, "Hey, where's that forties forties chef? Yeah, where's that cr the eighty year old shit box looking thing with yeah. like linseed oil on it that's passing everybody? Yeah. yeah, I think I think that that and Max's car is going to be on the on the fence mm -hmm. because it's it's an LS swapped Subaru and you just don't see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. So I, I think a lot of people now are starting to build staples to the event. Yeah, there's a lot of regulars for sure. I mean, like even Pat Stotson. Yeah, Pat Stotson. I'd put Richard Civic into that conversation. For sure, dude. Well, the reason Richard Civic is a staple is because that fucking guy goes there and he does at 200 plus miles I think he on put the track. On he put on 170 yeah this year which is 170 which is miles which is nuts with an l or with a, a well it's it's, a B -series. it's not an ls it's it's a um ls in the honda world is a um integra ls so it's like the b18 that the 1.8 liter that doesn't have the turbo or the the vtec in it and then he's got the vtec version which makes more power on the high end um so b18 c1 so he's got that swapped in with a turbo on it. Um, it's it's one of the funnest motors you'll ever drive. I know, I know. If you've got guys that are used to you know Hemi's and um, uh, Windsor motors and and Gen two three fifties, whatever you've got, um, you hear Honda motors and you go, oh fucking god, and you just you know it's like give me a fucking break. No, really, guys, like. 
the best thing that you could do for yourselves is go ride in a well set up like Integra GSR or a like 99 Civic SI and go roll through the gears and you'll giggle. Yeah. You'll go like, oh, this is this isn't that fast. So, and out of the power band, you're going to hit the hit the gas and you'll be like, this is kind of slow. But once you get up in there, it's really exciting to row through the gears like they're really fun. It's really funny you bring all of that up. Yeah. Um, so I was bullshitting with Jason. Jason uh, is the guy who built the drive shafts for our two vehicles. Incredibly cool dude to talk to. Um, awesome all, dude. All, yeah. yeah. Also a gear nut. Loves doing custom work. And we got bullshitting because he's like, okay. He's like, tell me about your car because you're. No, this half is Nissan. This half is BMW. Like, what, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I explained it to him, and he's like, "That sounds really badass. Like that car can't weigh anything, so three hundred horse is going to be a riot in it." Mm-hmm. And talk about how I need to bring it by when we're done. I told him like, "Yeah, we'll I'm like yeah, we'll put on a car show out front for you guys." <laughs> um, bring both the shitters. We, we by. were talking about how because he's like, "Yeah, no, some of these imports. It really amazes me how fun they can be and how quick they are." Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, like my generation grew up with like the Fast and the Furious movies and we couldn't afford a Camaro or a Firebird, mm-hmm. you know, or a Corvette or any of that, that big V8 stuff. So we bought Civics, we bought Integras, yeah. we bought Celicas and we just modded what we could afford. And now the scene's <laughs> blown up to where these 300, 400 horsepower Civics are just quick and fun, make you giggle and yeah, well, do all the things. You yeah, you summed it up perfectly. I mean, it, and the sad thing is, it isn't until like at this point in our lives, because I mean, the millennial generation has not exactly had a good go of it. We've yeah. had the two thousand eight, you know, giant market crash, and now we've had the pandemic. So there hasn't been a whole lot of like wealth generation in a lot of this, uh, <laughs> no. in a lot of our generation. So you're not seeing us taking over, buying up a lot of these like cars and stuff. So it's and it's also just culturally a little bit different. There's not as many millennials that are into cars as there was baby boomers, and Gen X is somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Now there's there we're leading into this nostalgia era, and now all of a sudden, when there's a little more money in this generation, that's where you're seeing the um the cars that we grew up with skyrocketing in price oh, and you're God. going like oh, integra gsr is going for seven grand now Fre- freaking miatas miatas, miatas just, are I, tiptoeing on 10 grand now for i sold, sold really mine for nice four one. and then i woke up the next day i'm like i could have gotten six grand for that yeah well um <laughs> like, e30s uh e30s are now I, they are between five and ten thousand and for the perfect ones we're over ten i saw the deal of a lifetime it was a track purpose built e30 looked really legit the guy was asking nine grand for it okay and i'm like that's that's a steal like what did it have for an engine god um i think it was an m52 swap if i remember correctly okay yeah that's not too bad yeah but i mean it had all the suspension goodies and stuff like that like you're gonna spend if you spend 12 on an e30 you will get an s54 swap yeah um like bad bad motherfucker but yeah i paid 2300 bucks for mine and it's like I could have left at bone stock and gotten four to five in the condition. It's <laughs> oh, exactly <laughs> what the exactly. hell. Exactly, I know it's like um, Hondas have skyrocketed, and as much as I want to own another Del Sol because that's that's what I cut my teeth with. I I had a 1995 Del Sol. Well, it was an auto D series engine, which is the single overhead cam, 1.6 liter. So it's you know a whopping 125 horsepower. Didn't you walk into the machine shop literally carrying the block? Oh well, I um no, I installed the the engine block. I installed the engine by picking it up and just over, dropping it in uh, over the core support. So I installed my motor <laughs> myself alone in the garage. Jesus. 
I probably like I, I'm probably gonna be crippled at like 65 <laughs> years old because of all that. But that's shit. still pretty but, badass. You just lifted um, it in like there we go. Yeah, yeah. I literally lifted in the. I don't think it was the short block. I think it was the. I think I had the head on it. No, I think it was the short block. Yeah, because I think it's easier to install the um, the motor mount on the driver's side. Oh, having the head, head off. off. I, I can see that. Think. But still, yeah. So I like me alone, and I was a skinny motherfucker back then. So this little twig is fucking lived. It was pretty fun. I, I just have this image um, of vegan Jake with his dreadlocks. Oh, buddy, like, I was not vegan uh, at that point. But but see, the, when I met you, and okay. you got sold. That's what you. So that's what you for those who are listening <laughs> and don't know Jake's uh, backstory, um, so I at one point, yes, I I had dreadlocks, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was an interesting time in my life. Rock climbing dreadlock tattooed um dude who built turbocharged hondas yeah it's a very strange combination it could be worse it could be in sobs uh it was not vegan i was vegan for a very small window of time and then i was vegetarian for several years afterwards yeah it's almost the same thing yeah uh, I, well, I will say, because I know all of you are going, fucking fuck. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> best, <laughs> best condition of my life. Um, best bowel movements of my life. We'll put it that e- way. Eating grass and dandelions? Yeah, something like that. Right. Sure, sure. And then I became a total, um, bloodthirsty heathen afterwards. That happens. Yeah. You have, you have bacon eating the animals. And you're like, and, holy shit, this is good. Bro, I had a lot of bacon before I went vegetarian. <laughs> Some things happen. Some things change. It it, it it happens. It was fun. Like I liked it. And at this point, I'm actually like, I would like to be vegetarian the majority of the time. Again. I definitely applaud that. Because I've never it attempted something like that. fucking hard when you're closing in on 40 years old to not get fat. <laughs> yeah, I'm 30 and I'm already like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm about to turn 38. Jesus Christ. But yeah, anyways, um, so I don't know how we got onto this. Uh, Hondas, um, yeah, so that was very much like our generation's uh, hero cars that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're seeing the prices skyrocket. But, yeah, you know, to get back it's to... all over the place. You know, um, you're starting to see them at Power Cruise and stuff too, and I think that's going to be a little bit more common. Um, but also our generation is starting to pick up a lot of the V8s and a lot, you know, the, the 70s cars. Yeah, and it, it, it's really... It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I'm, when you say some of the V8s, it's a lot more of the like 80s, 90s Camaros. I feel because mm-hmm. you can get those fairly cheap. But yeah, there's a lot more muscle than than I'd expect. Yeah, to be honest, and some of that might be too. Is unless you're buying a 90s Honda, Toyota, Mazda, in the mid 2000s, they didn't make anything super fun. They made some fun cars. But not like what they were making in the 90s and early 2000s. Wait, what's the era we're talking about? Like the mid-2000s. The mid-2000s so, compared to the 90s. Like 2010. Gotcha. So yeah. you know, 2010 was in a weird time for, for cars. Um, when did the GTR come to the States? 2016? No, it five years. Was 2010 when the uh, S2000 was still around? The NSX was dead at that point. I think the S2000 was dead by then. Yeah. There was definitely a very sad window of time. And even, like, they were just kind of starting to tiptoe on that, like, retro-modern 
uh, muscle car look. So the Camaros just had kind of, I, I think it was yeah. that window of time. They had the yeah, ch- they had the Camaros. They had the Mustangs. They brought back the Charger. And yeah. it was just like, that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, that Charger just looks like shit. Yeah. I, see, I don't I, mind it. I um, don't care for The Challenger I like. They, I think we're just trying to dial everything in at that point where they're just like, okay, we're going to try this like retro modern styling. And yeah, some of them were hits, some of them were misses. That first generation of the retro modern um, Mustang, yuck. Yeah. I hated that. I was like, what the fuck is this like benign looking soft? Bleh, it looks like, like you fell asleep halfway through designing it. Oh, and then just, you're like, oh shit, it's, it's due tomorrow. It's so bad. It's so flaccid. Yeah. It's so fucking flaccid looking. And then they kept designing, they kept working off of it, and it got a little more chiseled. It got a little bit better body lines. It got like lower, slimmer looking. And then you ended up with what we've got now, which is fucking gorgeous. Yes, it's a very beautiful car. So I have. They got it dialed in. But there was that there was like five year window where nobody really had their shit figured out. No, I and like, I think there's only a handful of imports that had it figured out too. I, I wouldn't even say that. Like the it's Civ- like the BRZ might have been out at that point, but yeah, maybe. But it's like you had the STI. I think mm-hmm. it was like during the time of the STI hatch. So like that was pretty cool. That was kind of mm-hmm. hit and miss depending on the purpose. Oh, that's true. Person. That's true. The STI hatch was a really pretty car. Yes, but then like Honda wasn't really making anything. Nobody gave a shit about that generation of Civics. Dude, Honda hasn't made shit in a while. Yeah, like their new Type R, uh, well, whatever their newest USDM version is, is a really great car and it's fucking quick. But they're so ugly. It's just like <laughs> what the fuck? They really are. Return back to the, your like less is more approach. The, they're trying too much. Well, God and then damn. and then you have Mazda that made like the Mazda three. The, mm. the, it was the Mazda 3 Speed, so it's a turbocharged model, and it, it never really took off. And then it's, there, there was like a time in history where people are like, well, wait a second. These are actually pretty quick. Like, mm-hmm. they're not the easiest thing on the eye. I think there's right around the time they were trying the RX-8 out. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. is, I personally think, mm. some people love them. I know Dylan loves them. Mm. I think they're one of the ugliest cars ever made, in my opinion. Yeah. I just think they had they they tried too many different things. They never really dialed in a design. But yeah, they made the Mazda three speed, and like cool, it's turbocharged. It is a quick car. You can make them quick, but they're just they're, they're not appealing to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like them for the most part. Um, I mean, Nissan got completely out of the game with the exception of the three fifty Z. Yeah, the 370. Well, yeah, that's true. They they had the 350Z at that point, so they were still cranking those things out, and those have turned into like the new 240. Yeah, the 350. I mean, 50 years from now, when we're in our 80s, we'll look back at the 350Z as probably one of the staple cars in car history. So, okay, here's a good question for you. Um, do you think that the 350Z is the new 240? Do you think that's going to keep drifting alive? Because they haven't changed it. They haven't deviated. They, yeah, I, They've continued from, what, 2005 or something like that? earlier than that. Might have been earlier. I think the 350 came out like 03. They've continued making a, like, decent torque, decent, like, really decent motor. Yeah, this is what, the VQ30 um, in them? Front engine rear-wheel drive car with a six-speed. 
from I mean for ages. That's true. Bone. And they're still doing it with the what the three seventies. Yeah, the three fifty bone stock you can easily drift with it. You're not gonna do mm-hmm. like road course drifting, but you can do your average drifting event no problem. Totally. With them. Skid pad style. Yeah, it's probably what's keeping drifting alive. Um it's definitely what's keeping drifting more affordable because that's a big part of you it. You can yeah. you can spend eight grand, nine grand on on almost a drift ready 350 maybe even a drift ready 350z mm-hmm. or you could spend about the same amount of money and get a 240sx yeah so it's like why would you not get something newer that's got way more options to it yeah yeah i mean the the 240 um uh, most of them are clapped out and the ones that yeah you're gonna spend a few bucks on a closer to, times well the ones closer to ten thousand, you don't want to drift no like, no, you really don't. They're too nice to drive. I, I mean, we had a local guy who put together a certain older car and started oh, drifting yeah. it and shouldn't have. And he ended Clip up the clipping the wall. And it was really a shame. Um, and I, I hope he doesn't continue to do that because those cars are very far and few between. And like, yeah. so I think 240s are going to close on that window soon, too, where it's like, there's going to be a handful of them that are that are rough around the edges. Those are the ones that are for sure. Yeah. Take those out on the track. But we don't want to kill off an entire era of cars. So we don't want to kill off all of them just from drifting. So I think the 350 and the 370 are such a necessary car to exist because they're not as good as the 240, but they're really, really good. And I'm going to toss in, that's where the FCR 7 comes into play. It, that's a solid car. I mean, that's an 80s car. There aren't a, that it, many of those. There's not, there's not that many of, the, of those. But they're not, they're not as special as a clean 240SX. No. You, you no, know, you know not. what I mean? Like, they're cool, and people will have no problem beating the shit out of them, but nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, he hit a wall with his FCX. No, one, no one's going to care because I don't think they hold that desirability like a clean 240SX will. Not like a 240, not like a clean 240, but I would say for Mazda guys, it's still a very special car. Yeah, but, but then you can toss that argument at anything. Oh, if you're a Mazda person, if you're a Nissan person, a Honda for person, sure. like, sure, but yeah, and as far as, like, the general community and goes. And if you're not, like, drifting a clean uh, Turbo 2, which is the, in the turbocharged version of true. the FC, you're drifting one of those. There's not a lot of those left. That's true. I, you can, um, I, I agree there. But yeah, yeah, it, that's a that's a good point. Um, I think the BMWs from the '90s; uh, those are also a very important yeah. car. Even like the the lame M42 version, um, you know, the the four cylinder. I think the four cylinder is yeah. the M42. Uh, even those are driftable, and I, I think that's a big part of what's helping kind of keep things going too. And I just hope that like we soon go like there are better chassis. Like, don't take a dent-free 240 and just go slide it. Like, fucking leave it alone. Find something else. Leave it alone. Grab, if you're going to drift, drifting is not like, if I crash, it is when I crash. So I think what we need to do is we need to push for more people to buy 90s Mustangs. Because nobody fucking likes any Mustangs built in the 90s other than oh, the, I like them other, other, than, the, other <laughs> than the Fox body uh, I like all the generations ah, no, fuck that the, what's the generation was it like 94 to mm-hmm. 99 2000 yeah no yeah, it's yeah I think it's the window and from from my experience and my personal opinion they're like one of the worst generation of Mustangs mm-hmm. 
yeah, crash those. <laughs> there, and, and there's a um, ton of them. So that was uh, the very beginning of that era. They had the five liter, and then they rolled out the um, like a little the V6, four point. They had well, they had the three point eight liter V six, and then they also had the four point six liter hmm. uh, mod motor. The mod motor is uh, it's okay, you know. Um, it still makes really decent power. The V eight still is okay. It's very drift worthy. Donut Media did a video on it and they were talking about how that 90s uh, Mustang is very much a, like, it'll surprise you. It's very drift worthy kind of car. And all of them have angle kits that you can buy for them and stuff like that. So I agree. I hope that um, those cars get adopted as uh, drift worthy cars as well. And no joke, like, I would look for one of those. If I could find a five liter, can... like a 94 five liter, for sure, I would look at doing a drift. Well, and you can find those for pennies on the dollar, too, I feel. Mm -hmm. They're not expensive to find. And, and if you want a convertible, cool. They have that, too. Yeah. And, and the five liter has the, the T5, which is one of the best five speed transmissions for, you know, lower power yeah i mean i think 400 horsepower those things tend to have a lot of issues um but you know if you're below that margin which you can have a lot of fun uh i think those are probably a, a really decent chassis to play around with yes they're a solid axle in the back which is not as perfect but they're independent in the front and you know it's something to try out something to get your feet wet with and preserve the 240s <laughs> that's that's the goal Preserves so, a nice shit for everybody else. I wonder what's going to happen with the BRZs because the BRZ to me feels a little bit AE86. Like it, they're a lower very, horsepower. They're very spirited driving cars. They're um, very niche car too. I feel compared to like the 350. Yeah, you think so? Like you see them, but you don't. You don't see a lot. Of, I just want to say you see a, you don't see a lot of them, but. Like at events like Power Cruise and stuff like that, like there were a handful of BRZs there, mm -hmm. but really not that many. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I recall seeing less than five. Um, and that's a newer car, so you're right. There was there was five or less. Uh, so okay, yeah, and I I think that might just be because less people are building them. They're I think a little bit. Um, you probably have to swap them to make a lot of power in them. That and the price tag. Mm -hmm. They they haven't been out long enough to get cheap. Yeah, like, like <laughs> that's the, a good point. They're, they're not expensive by any mm -hmm. means. I mean, you can get one for sub twenty grand, I believe. But yeah, you're still if you if you want a car, you're gonna thrash on and beat the shit out of. You don't want to spend more than what eight grand, nine grand on oh, one. Oh man, for something I'm gonna thrash on, I don't want to spend more than two grand. Exactly. So you're not getting a BRZ <laughs> at least to get the car. Well, and yeah, exactly. A BRZ, you are looking at doing something significant with it. Um, it's the FA twenty. Uh, flat flat engine, I believe. Like that, yeah. So you're looking at needing to turbocharge it at the minimum, uh, and even then, you're you're making down just sub three hundred probably. There's one that was LS swapped. Yeah. Power cruise. Yeah, and that's that's actually very doable from what I've heard. I could see that. Mm -hmm. But then you've got to find something that's got a pop motor, which I know it's got a Subaru power plant, so it doesn't take that much to pop it. But you're probably right about that they're not old enough yet, that we've got enough that are flawed, that enough are pop motors that are crashed or whatever clapped out versions yeah. that are worth swapping the motor in. To go drifting in them. But give it five years, and there's probably going to be a shitload of those things. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that's... 100% spot on. Yeah. Although they're kind of a shorter wheelbase, so I wonder what they're like if you get really bad snapback on them. and Maybe, but then 
don't know. I I think the Corvette. Hmm. That's it. People are well, just going to buy Corvettes. Because uh, yeah. people are starting to figure well, it out. Well, here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. I'm gonna say the Corvette is gonna be like it's we're we're at the bottom of the bell curve. It's a reverse bell curve. We are like Corvettes are fucking super expensive up here because all the baby boomers are buying them up, and then we're at the bottom of the bell curve right now, and it's probably on the way up just like a tiny bit. They're about to shoot back up in price yeah, because pe- people are realizing like holy shit, you just buy one for twelve, thirteen grand, and you can have. Years of fun. You can buy one for five grand. I haven't seen any for five, unless yeah. you want like eighties. There are five thousand dollar ones out there. They're beat to shit. <laughs> they're not clean. <laughs> they look like F one fifties from the nineties. <laughs> they're Christ. beat up, but they're out there. C fives for sure. Uh, but you know that's the thing. Like um, I, I think they're about to disappear. They yeah. might have disappeared yesterday. You never know when it's going to happen. All it takes is like Donut Media saying like y'all should buy a C five, and then next Every week they're all gone yeah that's true like so i think it's gonna happen and they're gonna start shooting up in value which sucks because they're so common there are so, so many, many yeah, corvettes it's saturated tons you of can't them. go you can't walk into any city and find a, a used dealership that doesn't have one or two of them mm-hmm. well i think they'll plateau i don't think they're gonna be like a 911 they're not yeah. gonna be like a, a 240 I, I don't think they're rare enough for that mm-hmm you know, where it's like you get a clean 240 and you're looking at fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars probably. Hell yeah. A lot of those late eighties to late nineties cars, yeah, they're they're starting to hold their value a lot. Look at MR2s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, it's happening. Clean, oh yeah, clean that's MR2 true. is holding its value really well. Isn't that funny? Well, and it's it is a lot of the imports. Mm-hmm. The imports are really they've well surpassed the USDM cars. There was a rotted out was it an all track? Oh, well, it all tracks a rare piece. Yeah, extremely rare. And this thing was a B to shit. Like, it needed quarters and everything. And the guy was still asking, like, eight grand for it or something. Yeah, he'll probably get it. Yeah, yeah, because there, there's so few of those left. Yeah, that's an incredibly special car. That'd be a fun podcast one of these days to just kind of examine some of the rarest, Rare coolest shit. cars that have been built at, at some point. Well, I there's like so to feel that ones. we own a handful of some of the rarest shit that you can currently have i mean we own some cool stuff i don't think it's rare we don't have an insuzu impulse (laughs) no but we have stuff that has increased in value since the time we purchased it yeah and the shoebox isn't rare no it the fcr7 i mean it's right on that Mm -hmm. line where yeah they're tiptoeing on getting way more rare i know the beam obviously the e30 the bus the e30 the bus for sure yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's got you've lucky. got a couple of the more rare things, Fair and then we have we the got, RX-7. We got fucking lucky. With the RX-7? For well, sure. Well, we got uh, Wes, my, my, my car purchases were all dumb fucking luck. They were dumb fucking luck. Well, I, you keep talking about all this nostalgia with your fucking legacy wagon. I don't get it, buddy. I still want one. Fuck I'm, that car. I'm not selling the E30. The E30's not going anywhere. Dude, you own another legacy wagon. If you went back, if you got rid of an E30 to get a legacy wagon, I would have to punch you in the dick. The yeah, E30 I, 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 is yeah, you're right, you're the right. right choice. <laughs> oh, I, that was the right choice. I love this dumb car. Mm-hmm. I will own another legacy wagon at some point in time. Yeah, I get that. that that's the thing. But, and then that comes to the ultimate car guy problem of I want everything mm-hmm. and I refuse to sell. So what would you do? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it, dude. I know it's... <laughs> I'm looking at this, this fucking 40 or is just like, who'd ever thought 
that I was going to end up with a shoebox Ford. Yeah. You know, I, I started out a Honda guy, like a diehard fucking Honda dude, and now I'm owning, you know, 70-year-old American iron. <laughs> yeah, and I started off with a Mazda 626 and a Saab 900. And yeah. now I have a like the best driver's car. That's you can, so you know, funny. Like, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> I had I, yeah, I had the Del Sol and a Wago van. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar, I had a 1991 Civic Wagon all-wheel drive. It's a incredibly rare car. Yes. Um, at the time, I didn't realize that it was pretty rusty, so I didn't feel too bad about daily driving it. But yeah, it was like we built the motor, never pulled the motor out, but built it inside the car. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It's, uh, it, I think that's it's still it's running around to this day. Like it, all the motors I've built are still running around, which is super cool. That's good. That, yeah. that should make you feel good. Apparently I can build motors decently. I don't know. Apparently. And they uh, what well, handled Kivo, the guy we alluded to earlier, who has that, um, absolutely insane, uh, had the Evo nine that he was out drifting and like doing the burnout competition in and stuff like that. Yeah. He uh, he bought that <laughs> from me and went jumping it and beat the fucking shit Jesus out of it Christ. and then sold it and that got bought by Glenn and then Glenn beat the crap out it's of like it for a little, little while. while and then Glenn sold it so it's like it handled there there's nobody who's gonna <laughs> abuse that car worse than Kivo no shit uh, we call him Kivo because his name's Kevin and he owned an Evo so he's Kivo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so we're shit. we're I think rolling into a stop here. Um, I mean, we didn't have any real conclusions. We didn't have no. any real, like, obvious... Go to Power Cruise. That's the conclusion. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if I can reiterate it, uh, I just... I hope that this show, like, never ceases to be... I hope that, like... It always continues. Yeah. It's such a valuable thing for the car community. I, it's so fun. I hope that my... I hope it sticks around long enough so that way my kids can enjoy the show. Right. That I can take my children out on the track a couple of times. Exactly. Exactly. I want to be able to take Atticus out there. Yep. He needs to be out on that track. I mean, oh, I wanna, yeah. I'm going to take him there sooner than that, but... He needs to be able to go out on the road course and, with me and, and see some cool shit. Be in a car and be like, holy shit, this is fun. Yeah, exactly. See the crazy things driving past. Yeah. I know. I can't wait. And I also cannot wait until we have a little Thrasher car that's going to be there. Or two. We'll or see. Or three. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Or car guys. Well, I got a feeling. So, okay. Well, like we might as well just explain it to the people. <laughs> like, I, I don't fucking... I don't care about, like unveiling shit anymore Damn, like, care. Yeah. sure if we're gonna if we got something we can crank out really quick we're, we're, it might be worth dangling a carrot we're far enough away on this build that people are probably gonna forget what we're talking about by the time we actually release footage of this build i mean once the ford is driving i want to roll it in here you i want to get started quick i want to get started fucking fast on this thing because Jesus. i know the way that time works and if we want to yeah. drive it next year i want to get fucking cracking on it you see now that puts me in a dilemma because I got to start on the bus. Oh, no. We'll work on the bus. Okay. No, no, no. It's just <laughs> like it gets rolled in here and, you know, up on jack stands and starts getting cleaned up and pre prepped okay. and stripped that and all that sense. kind of so, stuff. Yeah. Like, I got that. So we have, the rolling on it. we have an FC RX-7. That um, is in okay shape. It's in, You know what? On a scale of 1 to 10, it's at least 7. I'd say it's a seven. I, think, I don't think it's no. That I think it's pretty, I think we're going to look funny. underneath it, and I think we're going to find holes. I don't think so. I hope I, you're right. I'm going to trust Wes on this. I'm going to say it's really clean underneath. Yeah, it's been sitting on uh, pavement, so that's good. True. So I'm going to I'm going to say seven. Um, mm -hmm. It is tan slash gold. Yeah, it's with horrible. The brightest red interior. 
from the 1980s. But it's fine because it's not going to have that interior <laughs> when we're no. done with it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just fucking gutted. It's so <laughs> so bright. It is. It's like shag carpet red. It's bright. pretty gross. It's nasty. Yeah, it's super gross. So it's very 80s car. Um, but so I, I've been thinking about this for uh, a minute now, and I didn't think about it a lot before until like these cars are almost on the road and we're looking at, you know, next year for a targets, you know, driving date for this thing. And I just keep thinking like, oh my God, how are we going to share a drift car? How is that going to work? We drive differently, <laughs> you know? Oh like, yeah. You're way more conservative than I am in my driving style. You're about to learn that I'm not, though. Yeah, that's fair enough. So when it comes to, like, <laughs> well, you've ridden with me, even when I had that XJ, I and, like, the really... fucking drifting around town and that thing. Okay. I was never with you in that. Um, and I know that sounds so douchey, like, well, drifting an XJ, yeah, uh, Jeep my, XJ. Got my vape pen. <laughs> um, no, it was just, like, uh, in snow and stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, whatever. I, I, I'm not going to overstate the thing. Um, when it comes to, like, having a shred machine, like... I I think like you're gonna see I think we're gonna beat the shit out of it. And I think well, it's, I hope we it's do. gonna well and I think that's not gonna be a good thing. I think it's gonna like we're it's gonna be two people hammering on one car. And I, it, it's gonna yeah. be like we're gonna look at each other like, God damn it, you hit a thing, now we've gotta fix it, or you know, it's you know, vice I, versa. I don't <laughs> think that's going let me fix that. I hope that's not gonna happen. Do I think the car is going to break down at some point because we're both beating the shit? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do I think one of us is going to get upset with, with one another? Probably. I think you're going to get more upset with me. And the reason the reason why <laughs> yeah. is because I have a backup car. Mm. So if, if you crash the RX-7 and we can't go do a drift event, I still have a fun BMW I can take to an Auto X. Okay. So then but, why don't I own the <laughs> RX-7? Because <laughs> he's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you, I mean, you can. You owe me 40 bucks. It could be yours. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, we went halves on the trailer. It cost 80 bucks to get That's back. That's hilarious. Uh, we're both into it for $40 right now. So, That's so funny that we're into it. So technically, if you want to fully own the arc seven you need to reimburse me for my half just forty dollars oh, jesus don't jangle that carrot on me i want those storage fees so that's like two grand but <laughs> oh okay okay there that's where it comes in that's where it comes no, but, in but 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 in all reality yeah. I, I think that's what's going to happen is if you crash it i'm not gonna be as upset because i can be like mm-hmm. i still have something fun i can go thrash Good on god that's so true but if i crash it I take away your fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if I crash you're it, you're making you, me ner- more nervous. I think if I crash it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Versus I'm just gonna be like, eh. yeah, you're going to be like, well, I'm going to go grab the yeah, D30. Uh, I'll see you later. And I'm going to be so, like, what am I going to drift the fucking shoebox? So <laughs> I, I think that, I, unfortunately, I think that's what's going to happen. And I, right, I, I, hope, I hope it doesn't because I'm not, I'm not going to try to break it. I'm going to try my best not to crash it. Yeah, that's good. Like, I don't, I don't want to ruin Jesus your fun. Jesus Christ, buddy. Okay. But in all reality, that's, that's just how it is. I mean, but I'm building the E30 to be a track car. Yeah, that's true. And I'm building the RX-7 to be a shred machine. Yeah, and which it like, should I be. I want to drift. Like, yeah. Like, that's and I, my I, thing. I, I want to be a part of that. So. Yeah. God damn. So we need another RX-7. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm we getting at. We need a second car. Like, 
we need a fucking a second chassis which i mean maybe we don't i, I don't know like maybe that's like a long-term thing where it's like we start building the rx7 and then we you know find something else we'll, a, we'll a see how vehicle. next summer does. there's so much shit that can change from now to now to then right right i mean we're still no matter what we're gonna try and put this thing together for as cheap as possible yeah, exactly tires yeah, which is, I mean, it'll be relatively cheap, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it as it goes along. But I definitely, I'm a little nervous about, like, sharing a drift car because I think you're just doubling up on the abuse. Yeah, but is it any worse than saying we're a drift team? Um, well, what do you mean? Well, like, there's, t- I guess the drift teams still have their own individual cars, don't yeah. they? Yeah, exactly. Right, so it's know, like when one I'm, man goes down, the other one. I'm not drifting the E30. That, that ain't no, happen. don't, don't, definitely. Well, and the E30 is going to drive really differently, yeah, because we're going to stuff an LS into the RX7. So it's like that's a very different power delivery than a you're waiting on a turbo and your exactly. lower torque and all that kind of stuff. You're a lot more RPMs, or you know, clutch kicking and all that shit. Whereas like the LS, you could probably just kind of goose it, and, you know, go sideways and be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll I don't cr- know. I mean, we're we're going to figure it out. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, we will. Or and maybe I'll just buy it. <laughs> who knows? I've never done drifting, and maybe I'm so horrendous at it that it's like, okay, you know what? This is act- I'm actually going to be self-aware. I'm like, you know what? I don't have the ability to do this, and I mm. will total out the car if, if, if I continue down this path. <laughs> you know, that, that very well, well have you ever drifted before? Um, Yeah. Like, then snow. Like, I fucked around with it. Mm-hmm. But that's completely different than pavement where yeah. you're doing it on purpose and well, shit. yeah and, and pavement i mean you've grip you've, i've you i've attempted speed. on pavement once in the in the bmw at power cruise in mm-hmm. the in the rain and i was i, I kind of got the hang of it a little bit but mm-hmm. the car had it was so lackluster in power that it was stupid hard to do oh i bet yeah yeah it'll be funny so, to see how this goes down we'll see we'll do lots of practice and Go from well, there. we got it. <laughs> we got to build it before we can do anything else. So it's, there's kind of like a big, um, uh, there's, there's a little bit of an insert. Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, challenge ahead of us to get to that point. It's going to be interesting to see how it all goes down. It'll be fun regardless. Oh, for sure. For regardless. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, I think yeah. we're, uh, I think we're ready. I think we're done yeah. for the evening. So yeah, I'm ready for bed. So. Um, yeah, it's been an hour <laughs> and a half, 10, 14. Oh God. Time to crash. Yep. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for another Bruise with the Dudes episode. I'm Jake Lindquist. I'm Donnie Allen. We're drinking beer. Yep. Tip your server, drive safe. I like that. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. Bye guys. <laughs>